Welcome to the Travel Stories Podcast, where we bring you immersive, inspiring, and international travel stories from travelers around the world. How's it going? Let me know at Travel Stories UK on Twitter. I love hearing from you guys. So, an interesting thing happened. You remember Alan Belain from episode one? Well, he got in touch with me and he said, Hey man, I'm buying you a ticket to San Luis from Rio, okay? So naturally, I said, of course, and now I'm headed to San Luis in a few months. It's right up in the northeast of Brazil in Maranhão, and I cannot wait. All i got to do now is brush up on Portuguese and get back in shape. They're both pretty essential. Anyway, on to today. Our guest today is Nathaniel Boyle. He is the host of a podcast called The Travelers, formerly The Daily Travel Podcast, and he's the founder of Holocene, a community for creative travelers. And you guys are going to love this one. It's kind of like a line of dominoes, except instead of pushing a domino, I ask a question. And instead of the product being tons of dominoes falling, it's eloquent brilliance. You'll see exactly what I mean. Let's dive into it. You're listening to the Travel Stories Podcast, and this is Nathaniel Boyle. Hey, man, how's it going? Brilliantly. Thank you so much for having me on. Awesome. No worries, man. No worries. Where are, whereabouts are you in the world right now? I live out on the very hook of Cape Cod, which is, if you know the United States at all, mm, <laughs> Massachusetts yeah, <a> <laughs> uh, Massachusetts has a little bit of an arm at the very end of that arm. It's sort of like flexing at the very end, which would be like at the knuckles or the fingertips, uh, is uh, where I live. That's that's Cape. The whole arm is Cape Cod. I live nice. at the very end of it. So Well, uh, that's sort of like one- the manliest state ever, a flexing <laughs> arm. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Yeah, it's like I'm from Italy. It's just a boot, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but they do shoes right there, so maybe that's related. Oh, good point. So is there loads of mostly guys in uh, Massachusetts? Is that right? Um, no. No? <laughs> We've got an even even, even breakdown here, thankfully. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> so we were saying before, uh, before we got on air, you have the greatest voice in, I think, <laughs> in the world. Uh, definitely that I've heard. <laughs> I, I'm convinced. I was already thinking, you know, maybe I should do something with my voice because here's here's the thing. I had no confidence with it before. Like I really, I really had none. I, I had no idea that this was about to happen. But I would start a podcast um, and I would uh, begin to speak into a microphone more often and engage with people. And repeatedly, I'm not kidding, dozens of times now, I'm receiving voice compliments, not just from, you know, women, but from men. And it's actually, it's, I think I get more from men, which is really interesting. <laughs> People, they're like, listen, I don't want you to come off weird, okay? But you have a great voice. <laughs> <laughs> it and, still uh, comes off weird, obviously. But yeah, <laughs> it, it, a little bit, but like, I'm, I am used to it now. I, like, I, it's happened so many times that I'm used to it. And at this point now, I'm like, what? What do I do with it? So if anybody's listening to this and you know what to do with a voice, then um, shoot me an email because uh, or reach out to me somehow because I would uh, uh, I'd love some insights as to what does one do with a great voice. Man, audiobook narration, pride and prejudice in your voice. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I need that in my life. All right, I'll kickstart it for you. All right, wicked. <laughs> so, uh, as I mentioned in the intro, you run the podcast, which is now called The Travelers, 1L for you UK folk, which is formerly the Daily Travel Podcast. Mm-hmm. And this, <clears throat> is it also under the same banner of Holocene? So, Holocene, it's uh, it's a new thing you've got going. In fact, could you explain what Holocene is? Yeah, so Holocene is a community and platform for transformative travel. We help 
people transform their approach to life through travel and connection. Uh, and yes, the travelers, which was formerly called the daily travel podcast is, uh, it's basically Holocene's podcast. <laughs> it's the simplest way to put it. Uh, and what, what, the daily travel podcast was, was originally just a, an opportunity for me to start a, a, a podcast about travel because I loved it. And as I continued talking to people and hearing their stories, you know, their life stories, I realized a, a few different things. Very few people are talking about the story of the traveler, like the archetype of who that person is and the effect that travel has on their life, on the adventure of their life. That sort of that arc that they go on. Uh, and as I continued sort of flushing out all of these stories, I began to develop this like really deep appreciation for uh, travel's ability to change us. And there was some, there's been, if you listen to my show a lot, there have been guests who have said travel doesn't fundamentally change who I am. I still return home to, you know, the same person I left or wherever you go, there you are. Those arguments, they hold up, right? But at the same time, I think that some of us fundamentally know that travel has changed our lives. And how? How did that happen? What does it do to us? I wanted to answer these questions so that we might be able to use travel as a tool for growth, for transformation, for inspiration and clarity. And, uh, and to me, that's really what the daily travel podcast became about and why I changed the name <laughs> for not only I switched to a weekly model. So that's part of the reason, <laughs> <laughs> but why I changed the name to the travelers, because I really wanted it to be about the story of the traveler and, uh, uh essentially that, that hero's journey that, that we travelers all go on together. Mm, I totally understand. We have that a lot as well on this show. A lot of people say about how, like you say, travel fundamentally changed them. There are some people, though, though there, there aren't as many, I don't think that, like you say, they travel, they come back and they go, like they say, back to reality. And I'm always thinking, man, I think reality is out there. You know what I mean? But I guess there's two schools of thoughts in it. Travel uh, is the kind of, the vacation, the holiday in a way, and they go back to where their life is. And then somewhere travel is their new life. Do you know what I mean? I do. I think that there's uh, some common ground in there. And that's the point uh, to, to attempt, attempt to locate for yourself. And we all go on different journeys, right? But the idea being that, uh, you know, I, I think that when we go, we travel, we, we're faced with some aspect of challenge uh, and adventure is relative. So, you know, if you uh, are a beginner traveler, you know, maybe just going somewhere and seeing the sights is, and, and being, you know, mm. having having to order your your dinner in a different language is is enough of a challenge. But maybe for you, you know, you need for someone else going out into like a desert overnight in the middle of the Middle East is is the challenge that they need, you know, or maybe trekking uh, the Himalayas is what they need, you know. And mm. so I think regardless what what you do when you're met with challenges, you begin to uh, redefine what you previously perceived were your own limits. And once you do that, you're redefining for yourself who you are, what you're capable of. You're fundamentally changing your own perspective. And then you get home and you know that you just can't go back to being the person that you were before you left and you struggle to hold on to that. And I think that that for me, transformation in Holocene is a community about transformation. Transformation comes down to two aspects. It's curiosity and it's creativity. And when you can combine those two things, what you're doing is you're going out into the world to learn about yourself externally, or you're learning about yourself internally by going outward. And then you're coming back and you're returning home. And if you want to complete the transformation, you can let it dwindle away and go back to the definitions that exist for you there, waiting for you by the people who knew you before you left. Or you can make 
an expression of what travel has done for you, right? So Hayden, you're, you're putting together this podcast, right? Mm. Because travel has spoken so much to you. And there's something about the stories of people and there's something about the world that has made you curious. It's made you so curious that you found some aspect of inspiration to create a channel so that you can say what it is that you have to say about travel. And that to me is transforming who you are fundamentally. And that's how, uh, that's how travel can change us and how we can deliberately use it. Took me a, you know, a couple hundred interviews to formulate this, this, uh, sort of understanding and then put together a community like Holocene where if you're feeling lonely and maybe people, maybe you get what I'm saying, but nobody in your life understands that, or maybe you are back from a trip and you're trying to hold on to that inspiration, that sense of clarity about yourself, right? Like those things are difficult to do and they can be really lonely for a lot of people, especially say in the middle of the US where travel is not a common occurrence. Uh, It's not culturally uh, normal. Um, Mm. That's what I thought Holocene, we could come together and help. I could help people through not just the travel, but the connection to the world and to each other and to yourself. That is fantastic. If I can use an analogy for a second, it's kind of like when you were saying about different levels of adventure for different people. I I totally understand what you're saying. And to use an analogy, it's kind of a weird analogy. It's kind of like weightlifting, right? Now stay with me here. So, so everyone, everyone says, you know, what do you bench? Maybe you bench 50, maybe you bench 100, right? The number doesn't matter. The number uh, being the amount of adventure, the number doesn't matter. The fact is that's your number. And it's what you do. It's what you're proud of. It's, you know, it's bigger than the last number you did. And it's your journey with those numbers. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter if it's 50 or 100. It doesn't matter if you're ordering food in a different language, like you say, or going in the desert. The fact that it's an adventure and, and you're doing it on your journey means you're part of this community. And Holocene sounds like this is where the community meets. Is that right? That's right. That's exactly right. And you can categorize that too. So within Holocene, we have a series of different channels and maybe, maybe people are hearing you say that and they're thinking, okay, well, I'm somewhere in the middle because I don't like to, you know, sleep in the middle of nowhere and challenge myself by staying in hostels and whatever. But think maybe break it down more categorically. I mean, maybe you like to travel comfortably, but you like to eat weird, like as weird as possible, you know, like maybe that's your adventure. What is your adventure? Um, because that's where transformation can happen. And it doesn't have to be this holistic, all encompassing experience and travel adventure really is relative to what you believe is your own limitations. Right. And so, mm-hmm. and then, and then rising to, to meet that challenge so that you can redefine what you previously perceived you were capable of doing. Absolutely. I think I'm going to have to go and get on Holocene, man. It sounds like my type of place. <laughs> you are welcome. You are welcome. Yes. Oh, wonderful. So you've got a story for us today? Sure. I can always drop a travel story. <laughs> awesome. Are you like me where your friends are all completely sick of hearing your stories? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or they never ask. Isn't that the funny thing? I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. maybe the great struggle in what we're talking about is you go out and you have these things happen to yourself, happen to you and, and you get home and you're like, oh my, you won't believe what happened. And everyone's like, uh, great. I got to go. Uh, do you want to go out for dinner and catch a movie later? And you're like, but, but, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're there like, I almost died. Come on. Like, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, or, Travel stories, they're the best stories. They're the ones that people either either really want to hear or cannot relate to because they're, they're just too epic. Mm, mm, that's right. <laughs> I kind of like that there. <laughs> no, I don't really. It's their fault. Yeah. <laughs> so um, if you could give this story that you have for us today a name, sure. what would you call it? 
Mm, that's a really good one. Um, I would call it becoming an explorer or something like that. Ooh, that's cool. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. <clears throat> Rightio, you are listening to the Travel Stories podcast, and this is Nathaniel Boyle with Becoming an Explorer. I was in Akaroa, New Zealand. I had taken a weekend to go out to stay in this sleepy little fishing village. Uh, it's just east of Christchurch on the South Island. I was taking the day to go hiking, and at the time of year that I was there, there was nobody there. So I had gotten up to the top of this hill, and I was alone. I was the only person around for miles. I might have passed two or three hundred sheep, but not a human. And got to the top, and I just remembered sitting there and reflecting. And this was, I had been traveling, I think, at this point for about four months. I had gone from learning how to be comfortable out on the road as an independent traveler to uh, having confidence as a 20-something guy uh, wandering through a fairly safe environment that is New Zealand, which is a wonderful place to learn how to travel on your own. Uh, You're never alone. You just walk into a hostel and you have friends in minutes. It's a really wonderful and gorgeous and inspiring place. And I was surrounded by so much beauty on top of this hill looking down at Akaroa, which is uh, the town, the village itself is in this uh, volcanic caldera. So the whole thing is very New Zealand gorgeous. And so uh, I think I sat up there for about 45 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes, got up started walking down and as I was wandering back down the same exact path that I had walked up uh, I began to hear this music in the air it was very it was different it was a little jazzy maybe ragtime-ish but with a very deep bassy voice I I, to this day I have no idea what it was Um, but it was echoing throughout the hills and as I continued down this mountain the music just got it got louder and louder and very sort of pulsing. And I remember getting down to this fork in the road and this large tree that was sort of dividing it. And I could go back the way I came or uh, I could continue to the right instead down another path in the direction of the music. I remember standing there thinking, all right, well, do I want to go back to my hostel? In which case, I know what I'll have for dinner. I know what I'll drink for like a beer. I know how I'll spend the rest of my night, which is I'm going to read a book and then I'll probably go to sleep. Maybe I'll engage with some people that are staying at the inn that I'm at. Or do I go the other way? And I have absolutely no, no idea what I'm in store for, but at least it'll be something new. And I think that was enough to help me decide to follow the music instead. So... I continued to the right around the tree, down another hill. The music continued to get louder until I hit a dirt road. Right across from the dirt road, there was a little fence. And on the other side of the fence, there was a sign that said, Welcome to Tree Crop Farm. This is why I said becoming an explorer, because I, I, at this point, after traveling for four months, was maybe more accustomed to doing this, which is trespassing, (laughs) uh, that I would be back home. But I hopped the fence, no problem, and continued down this path. Now, there were a number of signs that were sort of leading me down. So this had clearly been designed for people to come and visit. But, uh, you know, needless to say, I was still wandering onto somebody's property. Uh, I got to the end of the path and there was a big field. On the other side of the field was a, it was an inn, but it looked like more like a barn uh, with the back door open. I walked up to the back door and I peered in. Inside, there were 
tapestries hung on the walls. There were can candles just melting, co covered in, you know, those uh, candelabrums melt covered in melted wax. Um, there were limericks scrawled in white chalk on dark wood all around like it was like a crazy place like i should have i should have left right then and on the far end of the uh room was a table covered in what looked like bills i remember right then i saw that and that was everything was so strange up until that point and then i saw something like bills and i was like oh my god i should probably not be here i'm gonna leave Me meanwhile music is blaring very loudly still too so as I turn to leave, this woman pokes her head in across the room and uh, turns and looks out at me. And I look at her and she's older. She has stringy blonde hair and uh, beady eyes. And she says, the chicks have hatched. Come with me. I just stood there like, what did she just say? And then, and then she disappears. And I'm just like, I, I think I should leave. And then she pokes her head back around. And she says, are you coming? And I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so I followed her across the room, down the hall, and then out. Meanwhile, the entire place is covered in limericks, like written in white chalk on all of the wood surfaces everywhere in the entire house. Um, these are, I, I wish that I could recount some of these, but they're just funny phrases and, and sayings and stuff that are somewhat wise, but also sarcastic. Uh, we get outside and she leads me out to the driveway where there's this mother hen and like eight brand new little chicks. And they're all like stumbling around in the sunlight, like barely aware of what's going on. It's like one of the most adorable little things that I've seen, but she's just standing there like beaming at me uh, while I'm looking at these chicks and I look at her and she's like, she's like, isn't it, isn't that like adorable? And I was like, yeah, we just started talking about that. And then she's like, come inside. And she led me inside and she was like, do you want a beer? I was like, yeah. She's like, that'll be like $6. And then she just handed it to me and was like, never mind, just take the beer. And she took me around the house and showed me around. And all of a sudden we're like, we're like friends. And she introduced me to this guy who has this long, like, stomach-length beard <laughs> uh, sitting outside on her porch whose wife had just left him and stolen his yacht. So he was sitting there because he had nowhere else to go reading a newspaper. And he's surrounded by old records and uh, dusty pianos and um, relics from, like, 30, 40 years ago. But on the side of the porch, there is a... Uh, there was a peak, uh, horse tied up in a pink jacket and a peacock tied up right next to him. And I was like, why is there a peacock there? She's like, oh, I found it walking around in the woods. And I was like, are peacocks like native to New Zealand? She's like, no. I was like, okay, how did you catch it? She's like, oh, I threw my jacket over it. Like matter of fact. And, uh, and I was like, so what are you gonna do with it? She's like, I'm gonna train it. You can train anything with food. I could even train you. And uh, I'd say maybe 45 minutes later after just hanging out with them for a little while, talking, chatting, she's like, hey, listen, like uh, I can give you a ride home. And uh, I said, sure. So she drove me home, but we stopped along the way and got a beer. And she introduced me to a bunch of uh, fishermen friends of hers and we just sat and chatted. And it was that was really cool. To be honest, I can't remember what we talked about, but I remember the feeling of being there. I remember what they looked like. I remember their skin was worn and the taste of the beer and, and the old pub that we went into. And uh, it was a really, it was a place that I would never have discovered on my own. She took me back to the hostel that I was staying at, this inn, and uh, said, hey, listen, we're going to have dinner tonight. I'm going to cook something. I'll cook you. I'm going to cook a whole New Zealand dinner. You should come over. My son will be there. Uh, and it'll just be the three of us. And you guys can get to know each other. Uh, I'd love to have you. And I, I will never turn down a home-cooked dinner, especially when I'm traveling on the road all by myself. So I said yes. Uh, I walked back up to her house later that night. Uh, we sat in a, in a freezing cold house by a fire in a room kept warm by tapestries hung in the doorways and 
told stories of growing up in New Zealand, told stories of growing up in the United States, compared notes, uh, crazy things. Her son uh, drove a, like was worked on yachts for like wealthy people who went all around the world, and and the whole night was so completely surreal. It was we ate New Zealand lamb and kumara and watercress picked from her backyard, and kumara is this uh, New Zealand sweet potato, and uh, the whole thing was something that I never would have uncovered or stumbled upon had I not chosen to follow the music, had I just chosen to do the safe, predictable thing that I think we're all conditioned to do when we're back home. Instead, because of the mindset that I'd acquired and this openness to possibility, uh, I decided instead to follow the music. And I think possibility is the most important thing that we all have to find on the road. Man, that was great. I really, cool. really enjoyed that. I, I'll be honest. At one point, I thought you were gonna. It was gonna end with, and then I woke up. It was all a dream. <laughs> Why was there a peacock? It made no sense. Right. The whole. The, the whole it's, it's it's my favorite story to tell. So yeah. I love it, man. Really, yeah, really good. good. Really good. So now, when you find yourself at a fork in the road, do you always take the unknown path, like every single time? Hmm. I find myself doing that maybe more than would be realistic to say because <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> uh, that, <laughs> that means that means that uh, uh, I I avoid the mundane. I avoid the predictable. Um, I am constantly looking for new experience. I'm constantly looking for new routes, new paths. I'll walk, I'll walk different routes all the time simply because you never know what's going to happen or what, you, what new details you might uncover. So even in our daily life, I think that you can do that to find new sources of small inspiration. And, uh, and you can keep alive the, uh, the explorer's habit. You, know, you can keep alive your curiosity that's conditioned out of us when we're too young, that's lost too easily when we get older and we begin to live in a world of answers instead of uh, a world of questions, which is what we return to when we go out and uh, take <laughs> that road less traveled, right? We begin to instead follow the music. Oh, follow the music. Brought it back around. God damn. <laughs> so also, trusting strangers, which obviously you did in this story, it seems to be a really, really big thing in travel stories. It seems to be how a lot of things evolve. I mean, when you reach a fork in the road, you take the unknown path. And then when you meet a stranger, the unknown path, if they were a fork in the road, would be to trust them, go with them and see what happens. How important do you think it is to, to traveling and exploring trusting strangers? Yeah, very important. But I want to say this. I've spoken to con artists in many countries. Mm. I've developed a sensitivity to when I'm when someone's trying to con me and when not. Um, and I think that the lesson to be learned in there and not to be so pragmatic or to bring it home, like, you know, ground it, because we should be open to meeting new people, right? We should be saying yes as much as we can to new experience. The only thing you have to watch out for is when you are being led. When you are saying yes to being led, you have to say yes to your own journey. Don't be led down somebody else's path. And this applies in travel and in work and in life and in all things. Don't look for somebody else's solution. You know, find your own journey. And I think that that works big, that works small, but it's like you're talking about meeting strangers out on the road, mm -hmm. say yes to, to what they have to offer. But just be wary if you're ever being led. 
Mm, absolutely. I think that comes with experience with traveling, but also there's, you can generally tell the vibe of someone and, you know, what their intentions are. And if you've got a bad feeling about it, it's probably not wise to say yes. But then, then again, I guess you've got to check where your bad feeling is coming from. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is it coming from the situation, the person, the vibe, or is it coming from, you know, your past, your thoughts? Where is it coming from? And then if everything checks out, like you say, you've got to say yes to everything. I completely agree with that, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that you'd like to leave our listeners with? No, uh, I mean, sure. <laughs> nope, done. Do people say that on your show? People say that on my podcast all the time. Hey, is there anything else you want to think? No, just, and then they leave like the most profound statement of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, travel is inspirational therapy. I think that we overlook its potential to provide us with inspiration and clarity for the way forward so that we might return home uh, with renewed perspective for our own potential. The most important thing you can find on the road waiting for you is possibility. And if you think that's not out there, you're wrong. Fantastic, man. Amazing. Like I said, I could listen to you all day. Let's stay on this call, man. Come on. Um, (laughs) Righty, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at Nathaniel, just my first name, N-A-T-H-A-N-I-E-L, on Instagram at Nathaniel Boyle, B-O-Y-L-E, uh, over at Holocene, that's Holocene, H-O-L-O-C-E-N-E dot I-O, and in case anybody's curious, Holocene is the epic that we all live in, right? It's the past 11,000-ish years, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, essentially the age of man, but yet so few of us understand that we actually live in it. Uh, and and epics sort of this big massive thing that is sort of hard to understand. Uh, but maybe if we come together, we can begin to better understand where we fit in one story at a time together. So uh, if that resonates with you, I would love I'd love for you to be a part of Holocene. So come on over if you have any questions. Uh, just contact me through the website or on Twitter or on email, whatever. Um, and yeah, yeah. Thank awesome. you so much for having me on the show. It's been really no fun. worries, man. This has been great, great fun. I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Great talking to you, man. You too, man. Have All a good right. one. You have yourself a good day. Thanks again to Nathaniel for his story. Awesome story, that one. And thanks to you guys for joining us on his journey. Get in touch on Twitter at Travel Stories UK. Let me know what you think. If you enjoyed the show and you're on iTunes, please subscribe and review. It really does help us out. Show notes for this episode can be found with the rest of them at TravelStoriesPodcast.com. And again, if you want to get in touch with me, I'm on Twitter at Travel Stories UK. This episode's question from me to you is, what's the strangest thing you've seen whilst traveling. I'm talking like you tell the story and people think it's going to end and I woke up and it was all a dream. Yeah, I want to know that stuff. So, thanks again. Join us next time for another immersive, inspiring and international travel story. And remember, do not follow where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. (laughs) 